September, I did uh, a triathlon, and uh, preparing for that, I tried to uh, cut some weight, but in the past when I would cut weight, uh, I would also cut uh, muscle mass. And so I was like, I, I will die swimming, so I need to maintain some muscle mass and also cut some weight. Uh, and so I did that. I woke up the morning of my triathlon, uh, mid-September uh, mid this past year, and uh, I woke up and I weighed 160 pounds, and I thought, like, I am in the best shape of my life. I did the triathlon. I accomplished a life goal. It was great. As soon as I accomplished that goal, all motivation was lost. <laughs> uh, wheels came off. Uh, and so here's how bad, I'll give you, these are very real numbers, I numbers, I stepped on a scale of 160. Now, four months later or so, we start the Daniel fast. Y'all ready for some chicken tomorrow? Praise God for that. And, uh, woo! Uh, and so, uh, so the, we, at the beginning of the 21 days, I stepped on the scale to say, hey, what's God doing? Like, how, how will this help me get healthier? And I stepped on the scale, and you want to know what it said? 181 pounds! In four months' time, I gained 21 pounds because I accomplished something, thought I had arrived, I had grown, I had reached what I need to reach, and then got sloppy and lazy, and it hit me, and I gained. When we're looking to grow, isn't that sometimes a battle for us? We think that we have arrived, and so we've, we've earned being a little unfit, it, it can hit us where, where, where we, don't, we, we know we need to grow in health in a certain area, and we let our guard down. This isn't just physical. This is in all areas of health, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. We can identify where we need to grow, and so, but we become unguarded. What I mean by that is then we start seeking, well, this new self-help book, or this new diet, or this new workout. We don't really do the research. We just cling to it, and we end up realizing, this is actually hurting me more than it's helping me. We don't have the motivation. We say, I don't even know how to get started, and so I don't get started. And so then we're rationalizing, just being okay with being lazy and content and, and, not, and, and not growing. Here's, here's as we conclude the, good health, uh, the, the What the Health series. Good health in all areas of life does not just happen. You don't wake up and you're like, today I'm healthy. Like, it doesn't work like that. Our value of endless growth is a core value for us. That value says, yes, we want to grow numerically. Part of me is thankful that there are people in the overflow room. Yes, we got some things to do. But I'm thankful that we are growing. But we're, I want to be a church that's not growing numerically as much as it's we need to grow. I need to wake up tomorrow and say, how in the last 24 hours have I become more like Jesus Christ? And then do that again the next day. And then do that in the next day. I want to grow healthier and healthier because what I've learned is when I become complacent, content, I fall back. So when we look today at the, at the concept of spiritual health, I want us to see that spiritual health takes similar discipline and diligence as does physical health. You need a goal. You need a mindset. You need to be guarded. You need progress. And you need motivation. So we're going to look at 2 Peter, written by Peter. Uh, it's towards the end of the Old Testament. This is some of Peter's last words that he wrote down. He says, therefore, beloved, speaking now to Christians, uh, therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. The context of this last chapter that Paul's writing, the context of it is that Christ is returning, that we will see Jesus face to face. Pause for a second. Think about that. Every man, woman, child in this room will one day meet Jesus. That's a sobering reality. 
for us to have said yes to Jesus. We, we claim the name of Jesus. We have faith in the name of Jesus. I can't wait to hug him and fall at his feet. But for others, that's a sobering reality. So what do we do? What do we do when, when Christ will return, when we will meet Jesus? Hey, I said yes to Jesus. That old me is dead. Behold, I'm making all things new. I have a new life in Jesus Christ. What do we do as we wait for Jesus? We diligently prepare. We diligently prepare. We take pains at accomplishing something. To do what? To be like Jesus. That old you that's dead when you said yes to Jesus, that's the most unhealthy version of you. When Christ returns and when we are in glory with Christ, we are going to be at our healthiest version. So in the meantime, we're preparing as we continue to leave that old life, let it be dead. We prepare for what will be our healthiest version. So our big thought for the morning Diligently prepare now for your best life to come. Diligently prepare now in this life for your best life to come. So in 2 Peter verses, uh, chapter 3, verses 14 through 18, Peter expresses how we can diligently do that. So first, you need a goal. What is, what is the goal? How are we, what are we diligently preparing towards? Let me read that verse again. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without what? spot or blemish there's the goal and at peace we already know the end goal we know the end goal is to be is to be perfect you know who was perfect jesus christ so so he was without blemish he was without spot he was able to die for our sins and so with him as the example he then becomes our goal we're striving to be like him but if you're like me as i read through through what how jesus acted how jesus lived i'm like man that dude was perfect he literally was so as I look at that, I think, if that's the goal, that seems endless. I'll never get there. So, so back in the day, about eight, eight or so years ago, I had a whole lot of weight to lose. I was 120 pounds overweight. I said, you know what? Ten months, I need to lose this weight. But 120 pounds, that seems endless. Like, no one wakes up and says, I'm going to lose 120 pounds today. Like, that's demotivating. And so what I did was I said, okay, in 10 months, I, here's, how, here's how much weight I need to lose each and every month. I broke it down into goals like that. But then I was like, okay, but that, but that can be demotivating too to say, like, hey, I got to lose 20 pounds this month. Like, huh? <laughs> and so I broke it then down into weekly goals. And, I, and that's, that's what motivated me. I broke it down. I set the goal on a weekly basis so I could, I could be motivated by that. And if I crushed the goal, I didn't become lazy. I didn't say, well, I crushed it. I can eat my Twinkies until the next goal kicks in. No, I readjusted the goals and then attacked. So when you and you know, I think about spiritual health, every man, woman, in this every man, woman, child in this room has a whole big old list. In, in, in our list, when you think about the list, here's, here's how we attack it. You, we can get lost and demotivated by a big old list. But here's the phrase that I want, I want to put before you. Your next step of obedience What's the one thing that you can start attacking? Because on your list could be that I'm prideful. I'm not like Jesus in that area. I'm impatient. I'm terrible with money. I fall trapped to comparing to all sorts of people. I'm self-absorbed. Uh, you know, if I'm honest, I, I care more about my physical appearance than, and being found without physical blemish than I do ca caring about my, being found without a, a spiritual blemish. You know, if I'm honest, my social media isn't really used for too many good purposes. <laughs> if I'm honest, I have a few different social media accounts depending on who's, uh, who's looking to connect with me. 
And if I'm honest, I know that my friendships aren't that great. They're actually toxic, but I don't really want to get rid of them. If I'm honest as a parent, if I'm honest as a, as a, as a spouse, if I'm honest about my job. See, see, as I say these things, that list can grow and grow and grow. But what's your next step? Make that the goal. Pick one area. Memorize scripture around that one area. Read a book. Pray and fast. What I have found as I look to attack the one area is I attack this one area with diligence and discipline. You know what happens for me? I start hating laziness and sloppiness in other areas of my life. See, as the tide rises, what tends to happen is all boats tend to rise. So attack that one area with diligence and discipline. So you need a goal, and then you need the right mindset. Peter says this, and count uh, the patience of our Lord as salvation. Why is he patient? He wants more people in his kingdom as quickly as possible. He's giving us time to grow in these areas. Just as our beloved brother Paul He's mentioning Paul. He's calling him beloved. If you know anything about, about Peter and Paul, they were at odds for a while. Paul publicly called out Peter, and now he's grown in this area to say, I've been restored with Paul. Also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all of his letters when he speaks in them these matters. There are some things to, uh, in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist. To, uh, twist to their own destruction as they do all uh, do the other scriptures. He brings out two things that we have a messed up mindset with. He says, you know what? That, that Jesus hasn't returned yet. There's been some time that has, has elapsed. At that point, it had only been like 60 years or so. And so people will say, well, then Jesus isn't coming back. Jesus isn't real. They go all sorts of places with this mindset to say this, the fact that Jesus hasn't uh, come back is a place of disproving. But what, what we hear here is, is like Peter saying, no, twist your mindset. Switch your mindset. The fact that he hasn't returned is not because he's, he's not coming back. It's that he's patient, giving us more time to reach more people for the kingdom of God, giving us more time to grow into the likeness of Jesus Christ. But then he brings out another area that people have the wrong mindset, the word of God. At this point, Paul's letters are circulating. If you've ever read anything that the apostle Paul wrote, you know that there's sometimes you put your Bible down you're like, I don't have a clue. I don't know what he's saying. And that there are people that, that like to take God's word and twist it for their own benefit. Twist it for their own lifestyle. Twist it and say, what I do not understand, I will, I will shape in my mind to make it what I want it to say. You, you can do that in any area of life. If you want to live a certain way, you can twist this word. But that's not what God says. And so we need to Fix our mindset and think the way that God would want us to think. Here's an area that I want every man, woman, and child in this room to grasp. We come in here with all sorts of labels, all sorts of name tags. We're, we're here at church, so right now, most of us are, are rocking the Christian name tag. This is me. I'm the Christian right now. But, but for many of us, we, we can't check in because... What would other people think when I wear a different name tag? What would people think at my job? Because at my job, I have a different identity. I have a different way of thinking about myself. So this is what I do as a Christian on a Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm, I'm this person. I, I, I am, I am, you, you know who I am? Do you know, do you know what I do for a living? Or others that would look at this and be like, yeah, I'm just this. 
It's part of their identity. You, you might look at, at your family as, 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 you, as you might leave here, pick up your kids again, and you're like, everything about your identity is you as a parent, you as a spouse, or do you know my last name? Do you know, like, do you know who I am? And it becomes part of, of all of this can be used to say, well, you're less than, and I'm greater than, or I'm less than, and you're greater. It's a way that we can start to comparing and, and how we view ourselves. Some of us put on the name tab, and you, and you walk in here hoping People don't understand my past. Because I'm walking around, and all I can think of myself is, well, I'm the ex-con. I'm the sum of all my old sin. I'm the ex-person that used to, used to be drinking and doing things like this. You look at yourselves, well, my past says I'm just, I'm just somebody that got divorced. That's who I am. That's everything I am. You might look at like a skill set, like as an athlete or a musician or, or being in, in the band or, or whatever your skill set might be. This is everything in me. I crush this talent, this skill set, and that becomes part of my identity. When that talent starts to fail, I as a person am failing. You might look at your current sin. My past sin is one thing, but... But you could get to the point where you're just like, hey, I walked in here and I got some stuff. <laughs> like, it's a little bit of porn. <laughs> it's a little, like, you know, my so-and-so, I'm kind of just sleeping with, with her or him on the side. <laughs> I got some stuff that, man, if somebody knew, this is, this is really who I am. And we're doing this. We're walking in here and we're going to different locations and we're saying, well, well I need to take the Christian name tag off because that won't fit on my sports team. I need to take the, the Christian name tag off because I won't fit in my, in my job or my family. I need to take this off. I need to take this off when it, and, and do that when it fits me and what I want to do in this moment. You know what happens when you keep taking a name tag off? It starts to lose its stick, doesn't it? It doesn't stick as much as it used to. And you start to actually lose your identity and lose who you are. What I want us to see, as I think about a mindset, if, if, if there was one thing that I can encourage us today is to take all of these name tags off and to take that Christian thinking a little bit next level and put one name tag on yourself. I'm a child of God. That is who I am. When I go to my job, this ain't changing. When I go to my family, this ain't changing. When I'm interacting with my kids, this ain't changing. This is who I am, and this goes everywhere with me. So let's fix our mindset, and let's grow spiritually healthy as this is what guides us. So he says then you need to be guarded. Yes, you need a goal, and, and you need the right mindset, but then you need to be guarded. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand. He's saying, like, hey, you've known this. This is, like, this is like the doctor that tells you to lose a few pounds. No one's ever heard from a doctor, you need to lose a few pounds, and been like, oh, that, that really caught me off guard. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to say that. Uh, no, deep down, you, you knew it. You, you knew that was coming. And, and now you just need somebody to tell you the, the reality of the situation. So, so you knew this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. You are so strong. What's happened? Since you know this, do something about it. See, many of us didn't walk in here actually needing a new revelation. You, you thought that's what you needed, but no, what you really need to do is take what you know and do something about it. Not look for, like, to look for the new thing is to, is to break down our guard. To break down our guard when, when others are saying, like, well, you know what? Watch this YouTube video. Like, there's a lot of dangerous things there. You can, you can take your guard down, not seek to grow, and, and all of a sudden be what? Easily overtaken. So we grew. In the last 21 days, we as a church have grown more of spiritual health. We are unified in this. This has been a great and awesome thing. 
But you know what? We our series that's upcoming, our series that starts next week is 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 now very intentional. I think the Holy Spirit worked through the planning. Why? Because as we grew, Satan doesn't attack unhealthy things. Satan attacks what is healthy to get them off a of mission. So as we have grown, here's what we need to do. We need to understand our enemy. So our next series is called The Dark Side. There, you know the good side and the dark side. You know the good force and the bad force. So our next series is called The Dark Side. I don't need to get all into Star Wars. You know what's implied here. This is about Satan. We're going to look at passages from our enemy. Look at the schemes. He's not that smart. He has not changed his schemes over time. His schemes are much the same. And so we're going to look at that and we're going to keep our guard up. Why? Because when we let our guard down with lawless people, minions of our enemy, we can be dragged away. So join me in the month of February for this series. So then uh, fourth, I think it is, uh, you need progress. He says, but grow. Grow in what? Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's addressing not necessarily new believers. He's not addressing uh, unbelievers. He's addressing all believers with, with, that, go, with that value that, that Christ mentioned in that prayer. God, help us to grow endlessly. Endless growth. God, help me. This is, this is in the imperative form, which means it's a command. We are all commanded to grow. We're not commanded to start the Christian journey and then stop and sit down. We're commanded to keep growing. How do we grow? We grow in grace and knowledge. They're not mutually exclusive. This is something that we do together. You know somebody that has a whole lot of knowledge, they're a whole lot of puffed up, and they're a big old jerk on the side. And you know those people that are so gracious. They're so, so, so gracious, but they've lost sight of truth. They're willing to sacrifice truth to be gracious. And so how do we grow? How do we make progress? We grow in grace. When we're growing in grace, we're going to be tolerant. We're going to be loving. We're going to be merciful. We're going to be compassionate. We're going to believe and we're going to accept. It's going to result in us being vulnerable with ourselves and being vulnerable with others. If we're going to grow in knowledge, knowledge is going to keep us strong. Knowledge is going to keep us confident. Knowledge is going to give us discernment. Knowledge is going to help us ask the right questions. Nowhere to critique. Knowledge is going to result in our stability. And who do we grow in? Did you see what, what, what Peter says? You grow in, in four beautiful words. You grow in the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. He was brilliant, and he was gracious. May we be likewise. And so I found myself uh, this week thinking about, uh, thinking about this passage, and I found for me an area in my life that I was content not growing in. You see, you see I have this goal. Uh, when I die, I want to flip the Christian mantra of give 10%. Uh, and then live on the rest. By the time I die, I want to have, I want to die saying, I'm going to give away 90% of my income and live on 10. Now, I have a whole lot of school, uh, student loan debts, and I can't get there with crippling student loan debts. And so I got to the point where I looked at, hey, this is what I gave last year, and, and you know what? I, I, I'm content. I've arrived. I give more than the average person. I, I give 13%. I'm good. I don't have to grow in this area. I've arrived. Does God say that about any area of our lives? And so I start, like, Ava and I are on this battle for the last year. Now we have 20 months left. If we attack this, we can pay down our student loan debt within 20 months. And what will it do for us? It will allow us to be more generous uh, uh, for the church and for the mission of Christ a whole lot faster. And not to say, I'm content with how I arrived in this area. 
we, so for Aim and I, we're, we're tracking the progress on a weekly and bi-weekly basis. And we're looking at charts saying, if, if we're not paying down debt the way that we're supposed to, then we have to change something. So we need progress towards the goal because I will not die and just randomly be like, yep, I started giving away 90%. I have to work towards that and make progress towards that goal. So you walked in this and you're like, I don't, I don't need to grow. Can I challenge you in the area of finances? Because we can hide behind that. I can't, like, few of us that don't give can't walk in and be like, yeah, I'm going to give 10% today. Like, come on, let's be realistic. Can you give 2%? Can you give 4%? Can you work towards 7 or 8 or 9 and then get to 10? And then when you hit 10, be like, you know, I just don't want my, I don't want my giving on autopilot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow in this area. If, 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 if you're like me, like maybe you walked in, you're like, man, I'm not ready to lead a life group. Great. Why don't you start by signing up for a life group? Take that as the first step. I, Jason, I can't do what Carly does. I can't, or I can't lead a ministry. Great. Then why don't you take a first step of signing up for a ministry? All right. You know what, Jason? Every, no, there's nobody that loves Jesus at my job. I will never be able to lead them all to Jesus. Okay. Why don't you pray for one? Why don't you pray for that one person by name and be relentless in your love for them and see where that goes? One step. One step towards greater progress. We all have room for progress. The last thing is that we need, we need motivation. We need a goal, a mindset to be guarded, progress and, and motivation as we diligently prepare for the life to come. He says this as he closes up some of his last words, Peter's last words, to him be the glory both now, not just the future, now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Peter's final words are, are giving praise and glory to Jesus Christ. It's, it's praise that is pushing him for it. Praise that is pushing us for it. Peter grew from a guy that was a fisherman, a guy that was more comfortable in a boat, to now who's more comfortable with a piece of parchment paper, paper sharing these truths. A broken and fallen man that we, much of us can relate to, now restored by the goodness of God's grace. He has grown. He has progressed. And he who is writing has been, is the one leading by example in this way. So our lives, both now and forever, are to bring God glory. Bringing glory to God does not just happen when we kick the bucket and meet Him face to face. Giving God glory starts right here and right now. That is our motivation. God, today, how can my life scream the glory of God? To you be all the glory. That is our motivation. When he comes back, I want him to find me in the fight, battling for his kingdom. I don't want him to find me with my proverbial pants down. I want him to find me in the fight. So diligently prepare now for the best life to come. As we prepare, we need a goal. We need progress. We need to be guarded. We need motivation. We need the mindset. So here's what I, I think. For, for me, when I was, was losing weight, I, I, uh, I got to the place where I wanted to hang on to some stuff. And uh, there was like four times over that I had to buy a new wardrobe. And so uh, this is my closet. Uh, I stole the mirror from my house. And Ava loves that. I stole this. And uh, I took it, but see, what, I, what happened was I, I knew that the, that the old me was the unhealthy version of me. And I knew that as I, as I looked in the mirror, I was getting healthier. I knew that I was, I was physically healthier. And I knew that, that, that at that time, that was my best me. But what, what happened was I had some old clothes. And what I would do is I would put it, I would put it in a bag. 
I would open up the closet and I would put it in the closet. Why? Just in case. Just in case I fall back, I need some fat clothes to fall back into. And it caught me as I was, I was like, no. If, if what I'm looking at is, is healthy, why, why would I want to go back to what is unhealthy? Why would I hide it in the closet? If old me that is dead, and dead, wages of sin is dead. If the old me before Jesus is dead and the most unhealthy version of me, why would I want to go back to dead things when the best life is to come and I'm preparing to get there? So here, here's a measuring stick for all of us. When we think about this, we can, we can look in the mirror and say, do I look like Jesus Christ right now? There's not a single person in this room that does. We all got crap. And so we can, we can, we can look at the mirror, and, and I think Rick Warren says you can look at your time, your treasures, your talents. And I'm going to add a fourth one, your temptations. We can look in the mirror and, and say, you know what, the way, if I look at my calendar, I can hide behind my calendar. I can, I can you know what, I'm not going to check in here. I don't want people to see. I'm going to hide because, because that's in my closet. I'm not going to check in. I, I used to go to the bar seven days a week, but now I only go one day a week. But I'm not going to check in because it's in the closet. I don't want people knowing. I'm, I'm going I'm to look in the mirror, and I'm going I'm to look at my talents. I used to use my talents to, to build a corporate America. I used to use my talents to, to, to make more and more money for me, 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 keep, keep, keep. But, but now, like, I'm going to use my talents for something entirely different. I'm looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? I'm not just content using my talents well, okay, yeah, I don't use it for sinful purposes, but now do I use it for positive purposes? Am I building God's kingdom with, with my talents? Right now, you guys are all getting trash bags because it's time for us to clean out the closet. It's time for us to look at what are we doing with our treasures? You, some, many of us just got our giving statement from 2019. And the, and the sad truth for many of us in this room is that last year in 2019, we gave more to streaming services then we did the, the mission of God's church because we can, we can hide behind our giving. We can hide behind, but, but, but what's in our bank account? We can put those in the closet and, and no one needs to know. We can hide there. And the reason I add temptation is because I can look in the mirror, and this is what hit me in high school. We got some high schoolers in the room. You know what I used to do in high school? I used to date some girls, but not the type of girls that you want to bring home to mama. So you know where they ended up? In the proverbial closet. I wouldn't, I, this was, I couldn't hang out with the girl around my Christian friends. I could only bring her here or here. And, and, and I, I couldn't, so, so I had to hide her. I had to put her in the closet and hide her from time to time. Versus a girl that mama loves. A girl that would, would, would fit in with all of my Christian friends. So for some of us in this room that we, we've identified certain temptations in our lives, but we're putting things in the closet. Great! You don't do crack anymore. Why do you still have a crack pipe? Great! You don't, you don't do drugs anymore. Awesome! You're a drug dealer. He might have been funny, but guess what? You don't need him in your phone anymore. There's a whole lot of old numbers that you do not need. Yes, you know what? You used to sleep with everybody. Great! You've gotten better at that. But why? Why is Game of Thrones season one on repeat with your streaming services? That represents the old life. 
The boyfriend or the girlfriend might not be leading you to drugs, but you know he's not best for you. That represents the old life. God did not die to give us just an upgraded life. He died to take over. And so for you and I, we must look at the closet and say, God, where am I not like you and what needs to change? So now this sounds like a big buzzkill. This sounds like a big bummer. But here's the truth. I asked my mom about this this week, and here's, here's some wisdom from Mama Koash. I was like, like Mom, I, I have a big old to-do list of things I need to change, and this sucks. And she's like, well, Jason, don't look at it as a to-do list. She said, look at it as a get-to-do list. And I was like, ha, I like that. I'm going to use that in the sermon. Because that's what we have. We have a list of things that we need to grow in, and Christ is patient. He has not returned yet. He's given us time that he's not, he doesn't need to come back and find us with our pants down. He can come back and find us striving and pushing ahead. That's how we want to be found. We have time. And we're all in the same boat right now. If everybody's, hey, let's all jump to the sun. Some of us are going to get closer. Some of us are going to jump a little bit higher. Some of us won't even be able to get it off the ground. Some of us are going to only jump just a little bit of an inch. Some of us are going to blow out a knee trying to jump to the sun. But guess what? As we all try to jump to the sun, guess what happens? There is a, a universe of distance between everybody. When I think of where I am in my holiness, and when I think of the holiness of Jesus, every man, woman, and child in this room has a whole lot of work to do. So we do it together. We strive together. God's given us time. If, we don't, if we're not intentional about growing in our health, from a spiritual point of view, it won't just happen. And so we do it together. I challenge you to take out the garbage. So you all got trash bags. Here's what's inside the trash bag. Inside the trash bag is, uh, is a communion cup. We're going to end with communion. Graham's going to come up in a moment and, and, and walk us through communion. We're going to take a time for reflection. Inside is, is a card that says, that has all the areas that we've looked at. Emotional, spiritual, physical, mental. Because sometimes what's in the closet prevents us from growing from a healthy standpoint. And so I want us to take out the garbage, take out what's in the closet, clean out the closet, and then, and then take a next step. I need to really grow in this one area. I'm going to attack this one area. And this week, attack that one area. And then there's a hand warmer with a God loves you card. It's cold outside. So as we grow healthy, let's grow healthy and go on mission. Let's, let's talk to the, the gas attendant. Let's go, let's see that construction worker on the road, or that construction person on the job site, the mailman, whoever it might be. Let's love them this week with a simple God loves you card and a hand warmer. Let's go on mission. Some of us today need to also use the trash bag. You need to literally go home and throw a whole lot of crap out. The magazines, the pipes, what else? Some of the old clothes? What in your life right now are you hanging on to just in case? Can you imagine looking at Jesus in the face and saying, I hung on just in case? Oh, I get it. That will never be his response. <laughs> so let's throw it out and move forward. So Graham's going to come up. We're going to take some, uh, a few moments to, to reflect to think, God, what needs to change in my life? And then he'll, then he'll come up and he'll lead us in a time of communion.
God's not done with you yet. He's not. So let's do this together. Let's reflect. Thank you for checking out a sermon recorded right here at Wellspring Church in Tom's River. If it's your first time connecting with us, we'd love to stay connected with you. So don't forget to like and subscribe to this video. And then down in the description box below, there's ways to give online. There's our social media accounts. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week. We love and appreciate you, and we hope you have a fantastic week.